All right. Well, I just need to start and say that, you know, I think that on this podcast, we've always, we've never let ourselves be governed by fear. Is that correct? You haven't, but I, I try not to. I try to get on your level. I try really hard to get on your level, but I'm a scaredy cat sometimes. Yeah, but you also say that through me, you, you, you know. Yeah, facing through fear. Je- through your love, Jesus. You know, I yes. feel that's kind of like how, yeah. Exactly. Um, and so being that a, the big topic on this podcast for so long that's come up again and again is right, you know, like responsibility of the artist separating the art how does that work you know men trying maybe failing to excavate their own whatever and using their brains and so yes and so through from that you know we arrived at i arrived at um what was going to be this episode we wanted to talk about yeah canceled men yeah we wanted to get more specific into that yeah because we've touched on it briefly many times Mm -hmm. just like a friend of ours who we've had off pod conversations with yeah and we get really into it we get really deep and we have a lot to say should we bring him in and then talk about and then say what we're going to be watching yeah all right get in here girl honey All right, everybody, welcome to the pod, our first guest. You've heard um, the name many times. My good good Judy, my best friend and roommate, Aww. Benjamin Price. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I won't take that personally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But it's true. You're just one of those things. Wow. Oh, best yeah. Best More than one best well, we've friend. We've been in the we'll bunker always. together. That's yeah. true. We've been, we're like Hitler in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which we and Hitler, about on the Hitler in real life. Just Hitler recently. Recently. <laughs> so, so yeah. then, what? So, gentlemen, actually, uh, gentle them. Get, get specific about what we're talking about. So, the filmmaker is Jean Claude Brousseau. He studied. Call back to last week. He studied under um, Romare. That was his his guy, his mentor, and whatnot. Um, and he made a lot of really crazy, but like successful films in the eighties and nineties. Um, all very hyper-erotic, very French, very fantastical. Um, all very, like, the man being dominated by the impossible, um, perfect kind of, like, Gorgon dominatrix woman. Mm-hmm. What's the you box know? set that you have of his? It's just a bunch. It's, like, four films. Oh, just four? Okay, it's, it's not a series just, or anything? No, okay. it's just a random right. collection. Just How many, many have you seen? I've seen four of his films. Celine... Workers for the Holy Lord or whatever, uh, a brutal game and Sound and Fury, yeah, all incredible. Would recommend all four. Oh, and five Secret Things, the most erotic one. <laughs> um, and so to but today, and why he's many of you might not know, especially because I feel like he's not really known outside of Europe. Um, let me just pull up the tea. So in why. Did I spell Jean wrong? There it is. It's okay. Take your time. So (laughs) in 2002, 
Um, he was arrested on charges of sexual harassment after three women came forward accusing him of cajoling them, great word choice, mm-hmm. into performing sexual acts on camera by promising them a film role. He was found found guilty, fined, and given a, then, a later suspended one-year prison sentence. And the film we're going to watch is his 2006 semi-autobiographical film about this incident, The Exterminating Angels. Oh, which, boy. Which... I've tried to keep out, keep myself away from like exact too many details, but it's clear to me that it is about two actresses. Um, but it seems like, like the narratives of all his films, like they are the scheming, they have the control in Mm -hmm. the situation, Mm -hmm. and they seem to maybe lure the classic, which could go all kinds of different ways. This could be truly abhorrent, but it hasn't been quite received like that. The bit of press that it's gotten has a few people who found worth of it um and you haven't seen it i haven't seen it have you seen any of his films i haven't seen any of his films Me no either. this will be so my we're first on the same which yeah, is, this yeah. is a crazy i mean i love a love a scheming woman so <laughs> which then <laughs> surprised gives, i haven't <laughs> it gives me the the power to you know i could really lie and twist the narrative being like well i've seen the rest so i can tell you but i'll try to be um yeah because we're in, we're engaging with it on the terms of what we're seeing mm-hmm. yes. from our three perspectives. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the context we have, the historical context we have. Right. Yes. And, you know, we will we will take this very seriously, but we will not be precious. And we will we will get into it. And if you don't want that, then, you know, maybe this episode isn't for you. Ooh. If you don't want to hear three... Or fucking, you can guys, challenge... You, three, okay. <laughs> or you can challenge yourself exactly. to yeah. um to think a little bit a little bit harder about and something. Get mad. get mad. Oh, my God, <laughs> get mad. That's all I do every day. I'm ready to get mad. Are you ready to get mad? I'm ready I, to get I'm, mad. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. I think you want to see me get mad. Yeah. I think you want to see me out of my head. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, let's well, hit let's, it. Let's do it, right? Yeah. Okay. TBT. Hi. I am proud to present Ezra and Keith in Cinemush. Thank you for tuning in. They are about to smush. Are you ready? Before we really start, should I should I crack the window? If you want to, yeah, I'm good. Think? I've got a good temperature. I'm a little cold, yeah. even, but yeah, you're sweating. Ugh. It's, n- it's, it's not po- breathable. It's polyester. Yeah, well, probably like yeah. 1970s thick, thick cotton. But yeah, I mean, I've got on a lamb's wool sweater. Love it. Yeah. So, so thin. And you Is know, it from Muji or Uniqlo? Because uh, I have a very yeah, good job. It's Uniqlo. Okay, because yeah. I have that sweater in gray. I love a jewel tone. You know, all right, queer skin. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, here we are. Angels and demons. So we've experienced. Which one are we? We've experienced <laughs> the film. Now, how the hell do we? How do we this? get exactly? Can do, I say something? Well, hold okay. on. Yes, but just a sec. Because <laughs> like. Do do we need to at first just try and walk through what ha- like what the film presents because like no one is seen no one is no listening one to this, this has seen this so like say the name of the film again the exterminating angels two thousand six by Bristol Bristol Jean Jean Claude Jean Claude 
<sighs> I mean, I had something I wanted to say to start off, but now it's just like, of course, escaped me. <laughs> of course. Uh, and we, I ha- once again, we already gave a loose plot summary too, so it's kind of yeah. without getting into the details of because the details are all so emotional. Yeah, it's you know, not like I think I know where to start, which okay. is where the film immediately throws you in. Something that like I talked about that the filmmaker had a proclivity for like a fantasy element. Mm-hmm. So we open with a man and his girl wife. Was were they wife. married? Yeah, that felt, felt like his wife. Um, in bed sleeping. If I remember right, then we see we pan over to two hooded figures who are whispering, who reveal themselves. Don't they take off? Do they take off the no, hood? No, they just disappear. They just disappear, and then you hear we hear them. We do see them in that opening scene, though, talking about him and stuff. They're talking. If, if you that's see them, them in the they're hoods. like they're yeah. It if that's be. them, it's, yeah. it must be. It's but they're like them. they're hooded. They're in shadows, and then he wakes up from a dream. Or at least it appears that way. And then he's saying, I have to go see my mother. And then his mother. My um, grandmother. Sorry, my grandmother. Yes. my grand- And then his grandmother shows up and says that you're and in, speaks he's to in danger. Him. Yes, essentially. And that, says, that she's dead. And sh- what I really pulled, the one line that I pulled from that is that she says, don't go too far. You'll start up the infernal machine. Mm-hmm. Was that the, was the word? The infernal machine. Exactly. That's what yeah. it. And after it seems like these two angels who announced th- who do describe themselves well they say fallen angels who are who are under who are in service of someone else that they're they've been put together to do whatever they what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, she did what needed to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's an interesting place to start just in terms of the grandmother's presence because I think there's yes. something and there. She begins mm-hmm. and ends the film. Well, can I just say, let's talk about the mother because also Miss Thing, I forget everyone's names. Already. I don't remember their names, um, but describe. Um, the skinny girl Charlotte. with the body, Charlotte, whose body reminded me of a um, Egon Schiele painting. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know when he painted yeah. those like 13-year-old so, prostitutes? Yes. Um, so this is the, another the girl <laughs> who eventually who, like really cracks up. Yeah. Well, yeah. first, Julie, the girl who disappeared the at the girl. very end, mm-hmm. um, was like, oh, um, I, you know, she was masturbating with the ball in her hand, obviously, as you have to do. And Which she, is for context, it's it's a little it's a toy bouncy ball that she says she's mm-hmm. been using that always makes her come when mm-hmm. she puts it inside her. So she's been using since she was a child. Yes. Um, and she said that she got it so far in her vagina that she had to ask her mother to help her take it out. And so that was the first anecdote. Second was Charlotte talking about her relationship with her father and her stepmother and her jealous stepmother who would throw herself in the lake when um you know and this is after i think she had auditioned and was masturbating on camera yes um and how her mother's boyfriend would like kiss and touch her mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the difficult complicated relationship between the two of them mm-hmm. and how her like so i just felt like the mother was very uh central as always, this, you with know, anything sexual. Exactly, exactly. No, yeah. I, I have Freud, Polya. Freud was in the room. Say about it. Freud, Freud was, was in the, the room, room. With, with for this one. Yeah, Freud was in the room. <laughs> well, they even reference Oedipus at the very end. Yes, they the do. Narrative. Thank they you. Do? you. You did the I miss final that? speech, and it's Oedipus like right will fail. Oh. Okay, so this is okay. We're we're stumbling around, but let me try yeah. and let me try and paint a through line and just describe like how the film try, yeah. pulls it through because like there's a few elements that. Like, yes, you see the angels the entire time. 
whispering, egging him on, egging the girls on, every egging what everyone on to go further, right? Um, and then there's also from the first scene, there is this strange radio like voice that is constantly repeating it says like okay i'm saying this three times saying this two times and there's all all these just really surreal like the blue the the devils of the blue ocean fill it <laughs> I, can't, I wish desert. i could remember the blue desert yeah talking about hell without flames i remember that one a chains their hell is there's blue there's a lot of colors they just keep colors. talking about colors consuming various like will the colors fall over the mountains with i don't know if it was blue or green but they talk about a lot of different colors yeah and you know we're being a little messy and but the film itself is messy in that way like it one thing i i don't know if it was a problem i had with it but something that you were it just felt like it felt like you know he the the hand that guides the film the brisseau hand felt a little manic felt quite manic like you know there's a lot of slow when it gets to the sex and the sexuality it's it slows down mm-hmm. but then in between it's just very like elliptical and the you know streamlined right kind of. and the surreal fantastical aspects sometimes like whether it's the voiceover which feels you know i could i kept trying to like be like oh you know connect it to what's going on it's really it's almost impossible it's almost impossible and yeah which i don't know if we want to jump there right away because there's so much else we've we've still haven't dived into the actual content well we've been elliptical (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) yeah but we're gonna get there that's how we do it you have to circle it right Mm -hmm. you have to circle it and find your way in yeah well no one's seen it so everyone has as much (laughs) you know roots as the next person yeah Um, they just have to enjoy the sounds of our voice but essentially where where i got to in the end with that final speech is and and what happens and everything feels like the, the the whole point throughout the whole film of those messages is that these are things that cannot be decoded there's things yeah. that you cannot get control over where classic man and classic filmmaker we point the camera at something to capture it and now i have control over it mm-hmm. right it's a fa- it's the fablemans mm-hmm. almost and and i loved that it ended with this place of like well certain things when you when you when you push eroticism mm-hmm. into art making like you're gonna it's going to get messy yeah you know and classic man naive very like confident just like no it'll be fine it's professional we, we do we, you do you do mm-hmm. and, and nothing gets mixed up and mm-hmm. you know i trust myself and then, you know. <laughs> well i kind of would but i would love to start with something that happens towards the end okay, sure. i mean when, please okay sure i didn't <laughs> say that into the mic <laughs> when he when the woman who he talks to at the end with the blue eyes and the blue sweater. Julie. Julie. One of the three main actresses who was cast. The only one yeah. that stayed on the film. That completed yeah. her and, role. And the only one who shows her face after the film has, you know, who the film sticks within the in. Because she stays. She is one of the, she's the only actress of the three originals who is in the film, within the film, throughout. Mm-hmm. And is in the published version, we imagine. Um, yeah. But... There's this scene where they have coffee. They're at a cafe together, and she is tr- kind of trying to walk him through her like mental. St- and he's treating it very much like he says, you know, she's talking about how her emotions and her existence surrounding the film and him was so 
difficult and real. And he says something like, the shoot was really hard for me too. And she's just like, she's like she basically rolls her eyes yeah. because you don't get it. And it's like for him, even though it's so intertwined with his sexuality and his reality, it's still in his mind, a piece of art that he's making. It's not real mm-hmm. fully, but mm-hmm. it is so real. And for him to seem so naive and not able to grasp that the experience they all had together <laughs> was very real and he and that was the whole point of what he wanted was to be engaging with it but he but he was still the voyeur yes exactly yes and i sent and you participated i sent you this i didn't realize how yeah top of it was gonna be i sent ben a meme of the actress from euphoria who was formerly a porn star What's chloe cherry chloe cherry queen wearing, come on, chloe come on the pod girl. <laughs> we all love chloe we cherry. love you. we love chloe cherry we and who starred her. in the porn the euphoria porn parody as jewels amazing and Slay. then yeah I, yeah amazing and then got cast genius yeah. anyway. <laughs> no and you know she is a and she's, she's an icon already in so many ways she says yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna you call the, up the director of that s- porn and be like you didn't cast a trans actress yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly. how dare you how dare you yeah but she's wearing a t-shirt in the picture I sent to Ben that says sex doesn't sell voyeurism does oh. exactly and that basically I mean, sums up the about entire pornography and there right because we basically just watched porn like yeah with yeah. crash I was like oh that was porn, you know, mm-hmm. but it was still like a little more American adjacent. It wasn't like full pornography, was, which is what we were watching just this. Now. I was like, I can't even tell this is American. I feel like they're oh, exactly. No, 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 no. Let me let yeah. me say let me say from seeing five other films, it's not. It's all real. Yes, thank God, one hundred percent. Thank. It's well, France, and can we talk about baby. these these women, these actresses, bearing it all, literally and figuratively. After the amount he, of actresses that have done that for him too. Mm-hmm. After he had been convicted of a crime, mm-hmm. they ca- a lot of actresses were in this movie. I don't know how known they are, but well, there were a lot. Well, of women. Well, well, here's the tea. Also, mm-hmm. remember that it got his sentence was commuted, but he was convicted. To, to have the sentence com- commuted, you have to be convicted, right? Yes. But let's also, you know, I want to have this discussion of like, are they liberated women or are they, you know, like really like to, to get into this conversation okay, about well then, the consent ooh, of these so actresses. Much, exactly. There's so much to say there because like, I mean, I think it has to go back to, these are French women. Yes. And the French culture has such a completely alien to us, like understanding of sex and sexuality. sexuality. Where like culturally, like the darkness of a lot of that is is embraced. It's yeah. it's it's understood as it should be. Um, you know, so I think it's more open. Yeah, it's so much more open. I don't know, I don't know what and they fully understand. Right, and I think the idea that their openness made it so they're not culpable for the sim. You know taking American filmmaker crimes, American filmmaker sexual assault and sexual harassment, the you know, just because the French are, this idea that the openness negates or kind of undoes the, the, the other side of it, of it being something that hurts people. The, the openness, like, I think a lot of times the argument that sec, being sexually open will f- combat the, like, impulse because you're not repressed, right? When we're so repressed that's when we get dangerous and mm-hmm. but i think even when it's open and of course things that happen look in france at the show film. us that it's not that's, a that's, sol- solution no i think that's what the film shows 
that he that he's under the assumption that there's really no danger if everyone's really open minded mm-hmm. and consenting. Um, at least it yeah. seems in the moment. Everyone's you know. yeah, yeah, and, and, and uh, yeah. Well, but you know, have I have no just, idea what's going on in anyone's head. Exactly. And then you exactly. bring in the whole like, and like talk which about, what his wife talks about, which is like, you can't trust any of this because like, what's up for grabs if these women are in this film? Like, he's made people famous. He discovered Vanessa Paradis. Oh, really? One of Johnny Depp's. That was I, that was her first film. Wow. She was eighteen. I just showed you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought you were talking about something else. Oh no, that's Brousseau. So like. Mm. And it, he's tw- and that's you know that was in the eighties so like he's had that reputation for a long time like people yeah I mean well let, I guess dead. let me just say this is how I followed this is like my view my take on how it what plays out in the film version of course we don't know reality um, that he he talks to so many women asking them about their taboo erotic fantasies you know some open up and, and talk about it. Most are like, absolutely not. Um, and then what the one he gets the most, the clearest answers from is a porn actress who seems to be really just like, you know, um, not jaded, but like realistic. Oh yeah. She, she's, she should put she's, it on paper. She's she been there and is... she's seen it. Mm-hmm. She knows. And she's, isn't she like, Actors, act, all actors were whore themselves for a role. There's nothing mm-hmm. different. She's like, I we just actually do sex, but it's, the difference is about yeah, exactly, exactly. which is something which we is, talked about well, with Crash. Mm, sorry, go but on. anyway, so like, and then he finds, of course, the the the, the perfectly pliable, goaded on by the an- the fallen angels, women who 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 are like, I will, I'll do anything. Who who seems so, the border between their own eroticism and their power is like. They, they've gone past it. And I mean, and, and immediately with them. I wouldn't use the word pliable, though. They're doing, like, sex games, you know? It's Why? like, yeah, it's because I don't think they, I think it feels, at least in the film, that they're doing it of their own volition. And they're they're doing it for him, Yeah, of course. They even say that verbally, like, yes. you know, because they, but Because they want the role. I say pliable, I mean, not pliable, but, like, it's, like, the exact wrong right person. Well, you know, okay, so... <laughs> Not to cut you off, but it just it, I Please. felt watching it like, oh, I would have been one of these girls, like. And talk about that. Talk about that psychology. Yeah, put no, us, exactly. Put us there, bring us there. That, no, because I've had many different, not many, but I've had a, a handful of different experiences with like, not like powerful famous men, but like but men people who with are, connected, yeah, connections like, I, in fields that you were wanting to get into yeah, when exactly. you were young and in New York. Yeah, photographers, director. I mean, not even fields that I wanted to get into, but fields, you know, I'm kind of an opportunist. As we, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm this very. This is why you're on this app. This is deeply As someone who's fucked your way up to the top. Yeah, exactly. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Um, and I'm a deeply curious person. Can you speak for that community? Do you yeah, feel yeah, comfortable yeah, speaking for I, your community? Can you be a spokesperson? If I was up higher, yeah, yeah exactly. You I have know. to fuck your way up. <laughs> yeah, I fucked my way to the lower middle. Let's get yeah. some six um, figures at least, please. Yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, no, but I'd say there's something so exciting about it. You feel so special. You feel excited and 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 uh, sexualized. Someone and with erotic. real power who could change your life mm-hmm. is gazing on you and in an well, erotic way. Power and is your the art that he's making is of you. Exactly. That whole situation is so um, yeah. And power. I mean, power to me at least is the most erotic thing that there is. It's the most attractive quality or one of the most attractive qualities so 
to me, I really relate to this feeling that these women have, yeah. at least what I assume they have of, um, I, I want to surrender myself, mm-hmm. you know, to, to this man and to this experience. Yeah. Um, even if I regret it later, cause I'm, you know, there are experiences that I, I don't regret, but like looking back on them, I was like, Oh, I was dumb. But these women are also like Charlotte's fucking unhinged and like throwing her furniture everywhere. Not well, and, yeah, not well. And that they make the point that she is from a family of psychiatrists. Yeah. I love that. I love that because that'll get you and abandoned growing up and abandoned (laughs) growing up. The motto was always like, if you had psychologists, psychiatrists, parents, God help you. You're crazy. God help you. Just because crazy be, you know, you can't grow up in a fishbowl. Yeah. Oh God. Exactly. Exactly. A subject. We're from whether, whether they, no matter how hard they try not to be analyzed. It's really, it's dark. But I wanted to, what you just were There's saying. There's so much plot also that I want to feed into this for yeah. context for people. Well, I want to, specifically to what Ben was just saying, I want to get into the, and you touched on it, the, you know, auditions, not the tapes, but the scenes of them in his office. The first Talking meetings, about yeah. it, all, the, all of them. And the, mm-hmm. you know, the repetitions of these meetings in the office that, in my mind, it was, it was his way of being like, well, I asked permission. Right, like, well, I asked. Like that. I asked for. Con- it was like I'm like I don't know. I you know we can imagine that he's being the director in real life. Brissot is being truthful about the Francoise character, mm. where he maybe did do these things where he felt like it was very explicitly laid out in advance, and that not ex- quite exonerates him in his mind, but he, I f- it seems like that is a key element. It does for the character, but by the end, I think that's been completely inverted because he literally says, like, everyone's like, you didn't realize how in over your head you were, how, how like, this was all being fueled by your sexual desire, and then and then the voiceover thing that of this, Brousseau, the director, doing the voiceover, saying, like, I, I'm sure I was just, I think I was just chasing the wind. Yeah. Basically, like, chasing a hard-on. Except that I, th- I think if we just really hone in on those scenes, yeah, you know, trying to isolate them for well, what once they again, are. You can never isolate them from the rest of the film. No, 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 <laughs> not isolating from the rest, but just talking about them okay, for then, a minute. Because I want to hear what Ben has to say about does, you know, you're describing these situations that you've been in, that I think a lot of people have been in, where, you know, your the the power dynamic is clear, right? He has the power, they do not. But he's trying to maybe give them some of the power by being upfront and articulating it. But I think talking is so futile in a lot of ways because the talking doesn't do that much when you're engaging like he's saying, like sex is taboo, this these things are taboo. So even if you're talking about it, people can talk about taboo subjects <laughs> all the time and love to delve into the taboo. But if it was knocking at your door and you're experiencing it, it's different. So the experience that they end up getting themselves into, like you said in the larger context of the film, unravels some of them. Yes. One, I think that's yes. the naive naivete of youth, like their own naivete of being 21 year old women who are just like trying to experience life and his naivete as a autistic man. Um, <laughs> well, I do want to talk about the differences between like, uh, you know, very poly, uh, um, the, the 
you know, to use the colloquial autism of man versus the mystery of woman and how he's really chasing the mystery. He's not chasing a hard on. He's chasing this yes. mystery and trying to understand yes. women and eroticism, female eroticism and specifically. It's specific that it's very interesting to me. That well, I have one other point though, really quickly. Okay, yeah. It's just that to answer your, or to elaborate, talk about your question, Ezra, um, I'd say you have your own power too though because you have beauty and youth and and you charm have something that and a beguiling nature really wants. you have something that the person really wants and, and so you, you feel deliver, you even if you do get into a situation that you're over your head in um which is funny to say that because we just said that about him um hmm. you still feel like you have some control over it until you don't but yeah. for the most part you can at least convince yourself you have control over it totally you know I was going to say that I think it's very important that what the actual, the, the acts and like the, what is symbolized by what he's really wanting to film specifically, which is women and their own pleasure divorced from men. There's no men. It's women by themselves and then together like searching for orgasm basically. And, and he's fascinated by a lot of the women he talked to being like, well, I don't, don't have them that often and all of that which reminded me immediately of sex lies and videotape so much of that film was like sex lies and videotape we've watched that james spader that. Mm -hmm. he interviews women sometimes they masturbate on camera yes and he's impotent. yes yes yeah um and so he's like this is this is my expression you know and and it's the andy mcdowell character going from being very repressed to like opening herself up to him mm -hmm. um and that's, I mean, I think Miss Cherry is kind of the patron Miss saint Cherry. of this episode <laughs> because of that. What you're just saying is like, yes, the ma the male presence, physical presence in the bed with these women is removed, but the male presence is very much there. Of and, course. And the, the father's voyeur, presence. Right. Yes. You know, that's the really, but, that's what really got me was the father's yes, presence. Yes, and that early on, I forget who says it, but it's like, well, all, all of all of the women keep saying that. Well, you know, like it's easier to it's orgasm when something is a little bit wrong and taboo. And I know I shouldn't. It's the porn star. She's like, well, it's clear. You know, I, I was coming because you're this father figure. And he's like, do you think? Oh, do you? He's kind of surprised. He's like, do you think anyone else is feeling that? And she's like, yeah, nah, babe. Or what are you joking? <laughs> Look at she, you. She basically says duh to him a lot. Like they call. I feel like they all call him an idiot or stupid at different times. And that was something I really, at least in the early parts before it starts to unravel and he's really doing the work with those that. three women. But like in the beginning, it is very much like because his quest is to understand and, it, you know, delve into female pleasure, which is very interesting that he feels it's something very alien to him. Yes. And the idea that it's alien to men and he's like, how, you know, the only way to crack female pleasure is to remove the physical man. But in the and same what, time, it's like, you what can't because you're there. In a vacuum. Right. And it's exactly. not a vacuum. a vacuum. It's not no vacuum. That's right. The ego of the filmmaker that, that um, yeah, that, 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 you can, that you can obliterate yourself. The, the idea that, that I can be actually not there. You know, if you want it to be not there, then you ask people to film themselves. And even then, you're there through the camera. And you're telling them what to do from a distance. Yeah. So there's no. So my question is, what is that? It's an impossible task. And w what do we do with that? Especially in this specific instance where we know the director is... P 
people really, you know, these women he worked with in real life, Briso, did not feel comfortable with the way, with his tactics for eliciting whatever he wanted for whatever purpose, you know, whatever was going on in his head, what, they felt intensely violated. We also don't know that. <laughs> exactly. We don't know that. They went to, we don't know that. Well, we don't, but we know that that's what the narrative is, right? They went, they felt violated enough or whether it's his thing. Cause that's the other problem that we can get into is like in his mind, it was some grand fantastical plot to destroy him. I don't, I think that's a misreading. Mm-hmm. To me, it's this is, so. This is how where it goes for me, uh-huh. which is delivered by Julie's speech, which we t- you talked about. Yeah, that you didn't real like. Of course, these women, after doing these things and and almost going fully committing their lives to this person, suddenly becoming so sexually obsessed, going out partying all these nights, being completely like changed. Like I've changed myself for you, knowing that like well I have to get it now, and now this is my new life, you know, and then. Going a little over the edge, losing the roles. You're, f- how dare you? Now you now you just sit there and you're like you. D- I, I I opened that much of myself up to you for nothing. How dare you? For then a you film. Then you feel violated. Right, because and, and what that is makes complete sense to me why they why they feel viol- violated because, and it's it, all this really complex web of like expectation what it, what you want out of the other person. Can I? So one woman that came to mind during this film was Lilith, oh. who, um, as we know, sold her soul and body to the devil Correct. after she, Adam famously wanted to, uh, or she wanted to be on top during sex. And Adam was like, no, I'm not gay. And uh, Lilith then started, you know, becoming a demon fucking and devil. fucking the devil as we saw with Charlotte, I was about to, um, which is what she, she exactly, says exactly, which her, is why I'm bringing it up in her visions. She says I'm, or she admits to him after having, I'm betrothed. Some, I'm some freak beloved out. by the devil. Yeah. And he, the sometimes devil. He pos- a demon possesses me. Exactly. And she goes out and devours men. Mm-hmm. That's like, and children, you know, Lilith does. Lilith does. Yeah. 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 She murders, she fucks men and devours children. Well, how does that, what is, what does that do? It's for to what say that th- that this is a like that. It's a lot more complicated than a grand, you know, machination against you know this infernal machine against him. Yes, to me, the the the, the I don't. It's at first I was worried that this would be like, oh, it's just these these women, these whores, devil demons who are pulling the strings and, and for for no reason, like be, just because you're a man. To me, what we where push where they push him in the end. And even with the one demon being like, well, maybe I felt like something to even to prove it even further that like the when you mess with things that you are not like the Freudians Apollo versus Dionysus, right? Especially male is Apollo. Harsh lines. I want to define it. I need to define myself with clear actions that show what they mean. Autism and when man. you come up against nature, which is just like you cannot comprehend. It, it doesn't care about you. It Mystery. turns you under. Whatever, and it, it, which means the same thing as far as our nature, human nature. Like we can't, you can't really, you'll never be able to understand it. Um, it seems like what the goal of whoever was sending these fallen angels was to show him that, like you, silly, silly, cocky man, you think you know what you're dealing with. We're gonna make it sure you know, and you should have been killed for it. We were sending people to kill you, right. but be- just because of the same thing that we showed you, just because she felt a little soft for you. For whatever reason, maybe it's because saved of the by the love of a woman. 
you know but why classic redemption exactly is that the story women woman as nature Yes. You know what I mean? Woman who as is, the mystery who is, of nature. Who can cut you down and the next second save you. Mm-hmm. But in Death my mind, in the, in the context of the film, it, that doesn't quite undo the fact that, you know, it feels like there are, you know, bringing the fantastical and the surreal into something that is very, that we, that happened to him, right? Whether the scenario of what it was that, why these women decided that he needed yeah. to that they only, needed to go to the which law which we can talk about we can really only talk about what's presented right and i'm going to get yeah. to that because like you both pointed out we don't really know and we haven't read any even case files so who knows what yeah. really was going on there but that aside the taking the responsibility away from the immediate right like the immediate like if you remove the surreal and fantastical elements and you have the same film where you even had that scene with Julie at the end. You still have this kind of, not quite comeuppance, but this moment of a woman who was involved in the film being like, you, this, yeah. you don't get it. You fucked up. Like, and do you, you realize how over. emotionally dependent on you we were and how crazy that and how you know? abu- and, he's like, huh? and you were like pulling these strings and, you know, whether you call it abuse or not, you were manipulating them. Mm-hmm period Mm -hmm. so why bring in the fantastical elements in terms of the actual film Mm -hmm. what does it do other than playing with the references you're already talking about that's we've established that it's playing with all of this stuff you're talking about you know the oedipus of it all the little of it all the greekness of it all but in my mind it still doesn't quite justify itself i don't see why those fantastical elements because me, I always am like, just keep it grounded. Keep it like, let of me course. see that. The yeah. same film, but don't make me think you're trying to make an excuse of the surreal. Using the surreal as like, well, there's higher powers at play. Mm. Manipulating all of us. Are, mm. are, we're not that responsible is, for our actions because this is there's where I, something above pulling the strings. This is where I come in with me being the only one who's now seen six films by this man. who For which four out of the six have, uh, have an... Um, fantastical element in all of them they, they are that fantastical element is the un, the uh, ununderstandable it's intangible and they do things cruel and good sometimes just to show the you know the character their faults or something some and then one you know it's it's this it's about the the perils of of, of some super or basically of having a supernatural idea of someone but it makes it explicit being like that this perfect woman named Celine comes into this girl's life and she's like becomes so infatuated with her. If I remember the plot correctly, what movie it's called Celine. Okay. Um, and then she has to go once basically she's like, you know, she's too perfect. She's not real. That kind of a thing. So even if it's even, hold on. The fantastical elements in his movie. Get to it. It's not, it's not a like, Oh, well, to take the responsibility off of them. The point in this movie of having them there was that the, 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 the elements above were orchestrating things to try and sh- make him understand. Right. But what I just don't see the way quite of, why well, it, to me, it's so it's like you're in the wake of this happening. He's like, it makes sense that how you think about it, right? Order unto chaos. 
is that this needed to happen for me to learn these lessons. Hmm. And that's how he looks back at that. And then he makes this film, which happens four years after. So it, with a lot of thought. It's not immediate. You know, I, he, it's, it's a chunk after. And he, before that, he, he, he was pretty consistent turning out movies like every year. Um, and I think that was a gap. I can confirm that. I'm pretty sure. When it feels representational of the subconscious, of the, yes. you know, the things within us that... How do we reckon with... Where's he going? Oh, he's checking the video. <laughs> what were you going to say? Producer um, and host. Producer to, and host, yeah. <laughs> no, we have, to give him, we have to give him a lot of credit. There's um, no one behind the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all the secrets are revealed yeah. now. They all know. We're supposed to be like, there's 10 people back there. <laughs> yeah. The actors are yeah. on a set right yeah. now. Eric, Eric, please. <laughs> hey, Julie. We're rolling. We're rolling. Um... And anyway, um, no, but I, I found, I mean, A, I think you're being very male-brained right now with saying, Whoa. like, I want to have things laid out for me, uh, you know, say it, say it straight. Where, I don't like, want it this, laid out for me. Well, not laid out, but, like, well, you I, want what, clear, you, you want it sounds straightforward explanation or description, you know. I like, just, I often see surrealism in a movie, especially that's as a cop-out. seeped. Not as a cop out when something is seeped in realism in this way, or like certain devices, whether it's surreal, whether it's the use of flashbacks, when certain things are used, it's very easy for me to see it as a crutch because mm. why not just, you're doing, like, even in this movie, like, I'll come, I keep, I'll keep coming back this to that is scene. What you said about apocalypse I'll keep, now. Right. And I'll keep coming back to the scene with Julie or the scenes of the interviews before the video. Very, very real, very real and doing a lot of work. It's not necessarily it is. Those are moments of it kind of being laid out. Yes. But I just see like, why not let us marinate in that? Because it's powerful on its own. I'll have an answer on its own. It is. He's so, this is the only, that is the only piece of any of his films that has been grounded in reality. And it's clearly, this is the first time and the last time he ever did any of that. Like, making a film about something that actually happened to him. Even if it hadn't happened know. to him, I'm like... Sure, yeah. It's just more successful in me, my mind when you keep it... Well, but that, hold on, for, hold on. For being yeah. the filmmaker with the tendencies that he is, that was just never going to be... I think, right, I think right. neither... He, that's neither here nor there. Like, yes, that's important, but at the same time... I, I think... Okay. It's neither here nor neither there. Neither here nor there. Really okay. Really All right. I'll it. really get on this mic. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh, it's so, it's a Greek tragedy. It's yeah. Shakespearean, at least in his mind, it feels, because it has the level of that. I mean, yeah. he gets, you know, quote unquote beguiled by these young women and in this, in this like relationship that's really hard to describe and to, you know, he, he's at once, he takes them under and then he's taken under and then he's beaten beaten up and then saved at the last minute and you know he's arrested xyz and it just feels like you can't his wife like what we talked about already with oedipus and lilith and all these other mythological Mm -hmm. fantastic um parallels you see with um you can't do it without you need the due machina you need the greek chorus you need the uh the the witches you know what i mean yes so you think it wouldn't be su- as successful without that? 
it it would be it, it wouldn't it could it but, wouldn't have the same message though because like I think you need like look at Shakespeare look at Macbeth like the witches right. you know Macbeth without the witches what is that you know yeah, yeah it's, it's, I'm sure it's probably watchable it's, but like it's the, you know the forces beyond being the like, forces let's beyond show, let's just show humanity just how fucking ugly they are yeah. this is and, gonna be fun and yeah. I I will say like my hesitation and my like kind of raised eyebrow doesn't necessarily come from me being like well this isn't the way to do it you shouldn't do it this way but more like when i'm watching a film i really appreciate films that succeed in keeping it local domestic whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. like one fine morning mia hansen love like you know she's dealt my wall in there right (laughs) and sir and olivier asias movies even because i think when you keep or Hong Song Su, when you keep it, you know, I'm just naming my, my faves because it's Corrieda. a taste. It's, name, right. name them all. Corrieda, Nicole Holof Center. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Do you on. go back to like a Mizuguchi, Miki Onoruse? Oh my God. Onoruse for hour. sure. Ozu? Ozu, parts of Ozu. Although, and I think Ozu is a good example of like, and Hong Song Su especially, I always come mm. back to is like, he engages with the surreal in certain films but in some ways, the films where he doesn't acknowledge the surreal, yeah. but you know it's at play. Like in this, you could you could feel like some of the women were angelic or you yes. know kind of enigmas. Yes. Like like we were talking about with Romare, like the Zuzu character mm. feeling ethereal. Yes. So you can elicit those things without being so overt with the fanta- fantasy or the you know engaging with the surreal. Sure. Yeah. And it's and I'm not saying. It shouldn't be done. Yeah. I don't want it to be interpreted just, that way. It's just it's you're just talking to your own taste. To my taste, I'm like, what's but what's the, the critique of that? Well, the are you critiquing the writing? Think, are no, you critiquing the? You're just talking through how you process the film. That's what I'm. Thinking. Yeah, and how I like I I look at it. And I'm like, well, what if you hadn't used that? Is it a crutch? The mm-hmm. critique in my mind would be, is the surrealism a crutch? And in this case, if we're talking about him engaging with his real life, is it a crutch to? you know, to an attempt for him to come to terms with what he did without directly engaging with him as he's the almighty power, right? Mm. He's the one who pulls the strings. He's the director. He's the one who creates the world. He is the, you know, the person who's orchestrating the angels in this movie or the the grandmother. He is that presence to filmmaking, to him making a film. So what is it? mean for you to be bringing in this other presence because in my first instinct and i hear you saying that it's not true is that you're using it to remove some culpability from himself yeah yeah so that's my critique i think i think to me at least my read of it is that it's a a way to explain the just to, under, to try and reckon to with it. To try and reckon with it and, yeah. and try to understand. Yeah, but, I mean, I, we said it, it already, important. the forces of b- behind it. But it's I, I, what I want to say to you, because you, I think you do have a, a fixation on um, responsibility of the filmmaker and truth. and truth. But I don't, I personally don't believe in objective truth. And, Neither do I. And, Neither do I. And I think it's a really, it's, a, it's an impossible ask to ask any artist to be objective. And it's I wouldn't very ask post that structuralist to say that you don't believe in objective truth. Camille would Camille would roll her eyes. At I don't. Well, I, no, <laughs> but like, how do you define objective? I mean, you know, other right. than no. maybe like quantum physics no, or you're even, right. even that. Even, right. even right. like, you you're know, right. yeah. there's always another side like, to something. Yeah. 
But I think Camille's critique of that is, is when that's used as an excuse to not take anything seriously. Right. You know what I mean? That that biology is fake. That, that religion. Oh is, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. That, like, None of these things should be actually looked at and studied. Okay, oh, yeah, no. Okay, miss climate change denier. Yeah. Right? Like, come <laughs> yeah. on now. We're all calling the kettle yeah, black yeah. hypocrisy. Yeah. We're all hypocrites. <laughs> and guess what? Camille we was, all are Camille hypocrites. Was we all are hypocrites. One of, that's yeah. One of her, that's one of her things. I also. That, that's why I think that the iconic terrible flaw of hers is really special. It almost proves some of her ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's actually beautiful. Being yeah. able to acknowledge the that as a fan, because you're such a stan, is, yeah. I respect that. But I also don't believe in objective truths. And I was thinking while we were watching this, even though I was like, oh my God, how are we? I don't want to talk about this. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like gritting my teeth, just like I was getting cl- more clutching and more my, I was oh my God. I was getting my more and I was more. Like, I was, I was like, oh, I was just getting food. No, food, I was food, like, food. it was. I was like memento. I was tattooing on my nose, <laughs> on my body. Well, so I, I remember so that. You have something. You, you have to just really. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes. So I don't. I also don't believe in objective truths. And I think while I was watching it, some grace that I was giving it was this is fascinating to see a man grappling with his, if you want to call it indiscretion or whatever happened, him grappling with it. And like you said, he's not a filmmaker who grapple, who necessarily grapples with his personal life. He right? well, he does through these fictional narrative stories that, that feel right. like, like a mix between a fairy tale and like some horrible horror story. Like, and this does feel like a fairy but tale. But that's what all artists do. Yeah. Right. But his, his especially like arch, like the imagery, the, there's always figures evaporating in and out of air yeah. in perfectly lit in, in costumes, you know, like, it's so European. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this, like, what I'm getting at is I really, you know, putting myself aside, I was like, I'm appreciating that as a practice of engaging, like, put, like, getting, yeah. trying, you know, whether, whether he fails, whether he succeeds, whatever, trying to, having the opportunity and trying to engage with something he did that was perceived as wrong look at you giving a man credit for trying to reckon with himself you know a few episodes ago you didn't learning you were kind of against that you were like don't give them everything for trying yeah but it's it's not giving them everything it's not even what you're doing (laughs) not at all no 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 it's but i appreciate that and i just think that because just getting back to the objective truth at all like i want him to in this case i'm letting him engage with that and trying to take it on the terms of him He's engaging like, okay, with that. Fine. But I still Just like once. I, I come back <laughs> <laughs> I just come back to what like there is no objective truth in that. Like it's his perspective and there's value in like, okay, what is the perspective? You know, we can kind of look at it and be like, you know, side eye this. Oh, you you're doing you know, I'll always come back to the scene with Jamie, Jamie, Jenny, Julie, Julie, where that was, I think one of the most, one of my favorite scenes. Totally. Things, things started clicking in at that point. Yeah. Um, and he's succeeding at turning that mirror towards himself. Yeah. Which, and I have to moment. say, I'll, I'll play Ezra. I'm going to play Ezra. Okay. <laughs> well, first, okay. So first of all, let me describe, I think the meatiest parts of this movie are the long, the med- the longest sequences? They, f- or at least they take up the most, like the most magnetic. Like they're, they're the center. They are, of of playing out the erotic games and and things that that he got into with these two women and then three. 
that starts Francois the character. Francois the character. They come to him. Both come to him. Julie, the one, of course, is is does a full scene. She's she does something with the ball and all of that. Um, and she literally comes to him because she just approaches him in a coffee shop after the angel whispers in her ear mm-hmm. and then whispers to him like, "Let her take you over. Fall into her." No, <laughs> like, or no, no, no. That was the next scene with Charlotte. That's Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but the angel is. was involved with both. Yes. Um. And then we get to the scene where he 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 introduces them to each other. He has it. Yeah, he has a very intense first time with for like like filming Charlotte as well, if I recall. No, it starts out. How does she? How does she come into it? She they she comes into the office and then they cut to them at dinner. And she's that like, the first time? that's the first time. And okay, then she's yeah, okay. Like, so this is what I want to get to. Yeah, 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 get to it. Which like, oh, okay. Which first of all, just plainly speaking, incredibly erotic. But yes, like deeply it, because it's so like, <gasps> like things that you can't do. It reminds me of it's a scene in Nymphomaniac, which I don't think either of you have seen when he, they go to a brunch place and he, he quietly, Shia LaBeouf quietly dares her to slip as many spoons as she can into her vagina and keep asking the waiter for more spoons. And, and then and, and then she just gets up and all the spoons fall out as they, as they run out and laugh. Um, that kind of like, you know, playing, having fun with, with like breaking rules and, and, and in, in public. But he first starts out, and this is when right after, you know, immediately he's, he's suddenly like, this is the first time he's erotically engaging directly with any of these women. You know, she's because she all she has to do is just do a little. She's like, "Well, I'm touching my thigh, and I'm bringing." I'm, I'm t- and he's like immediately just like, oh, "Panting." Keep, oh, no, keep doing it. Keep doing it. <laughs> keep, keep fucking, keep fucking doing it. <laughs> and starts directing her further and further and further. That's and directing her, but it's no longer as a film as an artist. It is. It is as a. That's the problem. Well, but also, but also. I don't know. I don't know about that because you can argue that the what he talks about the, for the whole first third of the movie is this is my project. I'm trying to understand sensuality and sexuality and, f- and female, specifically female sensuality, female yeah. sensuality. And you can argue, yeah, he's being like a creep, and you can also argue, no, he's doing like field research and he's trying that's to. What, oh, that's that he's what, working with. That's this. what he thinks, but it's clear that seems to me that he is. He's oh, of course, of course. Out of, Line. Of course, but I think that like that's an important. It's an imp- it's important to talk about that subjectivity and the you know because we all do that. We all do things that we think not that specifically, but like <laughs> we all do things that we think are benign or fine or innocent or whatever. But when you're actually subtly manipulating someone, or you're getting something that you want. Because we're all manipulating each other constantly. 100%. It's just yeah. about the degree of manipulation and yes. the awareness of it and how it affects yes. the other person. Yes. And to his to his point, not that you know, not to be a men's rights men's rights activist, <laughs> but to his <laughs> but it. to his point, ring the alarm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. He. He. Uh. She is she's like down and she's like and she's she's eager to explore this with him, which is not to say that she's yeah, she's young and she's impressionable, yeah, but and like she, and she the, the, the part that is I an think, adult. Yes, but the part that in the film eventually comes around and bites him that the heat that is, you know, Rousseau telling his own version of himself, you know, that 
you you weren't even considering that she wants something from you. Exactly. This isn't just she's not just like, oh, and if it's not me, that's gonna be fine. Like I don't care. Like But that's also a flawed understanding of what of women and of of human beings. What? And that well, this like idea of She's not doing it super consciously. But no, 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 no. His, his, like, I don't know. It, I don't, this isn't, this is not a fully fleshed out thought, we, but listen, it's about. Welcome to cinema. <laughs> where that is what we are doing here. Is speaking. <laughs> okay. Things good. That we're not quite certain of. Um, my sisters. Um, <laughs> stumbling, um, through stumbling life. through. Yeah. Stumbling towards Bethlehem. Um, <laughs> Slouching. Nodding. I understand I know, that. It was, no, no, that, that was the joke. That wasn't a correction. It was just like slouching. Nodding. Sure. Slouching. Um. So anyway, um, my full. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm being beaten. <laughs> I just got hit. Be careful, oh. Keith. <laughs> oh. Ben and I both want to kick your ass. Like, <laughs> so you're just. You're t- <laughs> but neither of you combined even wants it more than me. How do you want? Yeah. Kick your own ass. We're gonna. No. We're gonna. We're gonna. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, got you. Got you. I'm gonna. Uh-huh. I'm gonna baseball. Baseball your. They got his ass. And yeah, they got his ass. Yeah. Um. Watch yeah. the movie, guys. Anyway. Get into it. Hit me literally if you know me. Also, just comment. I'll 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 I'll, I'll give you the file. I don't give a fuck. Oh yeah, absolutely. FBI, watch this podcast and give me. I don't give a shit. Yeah, at FBI. This, this is a film that is not available anywhere in America. So like, we can share it. If you want to watch it, at Princess Keith XOXO. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. I'll give yeah. it to you. Yeah, dox yeah. him. A nice little DVD file. It's it's cute. Okay. It's anyway, small. so. To uh, everyone's gonna get mad at me, but again, the autism of man—that this on un- this idea of that I think is a very is a really big difference between men and women, like structurally, like or like foundationally, um, is an ability to understand. I think it has to do with development and also just like biology. I don't even know what it has to do with, um, but this idea of not being affected by other people. And I think women are much more sensitive to how they are interacting with the world, yes, how being they're perceived. being perceived, yes. how they perceive others. Yes. Much more sensitive in general. Yes. And, and where a man would, would look at the actions of these women or any woman and say, well, well, clearly they, this is all well thought through and, you know, and reliable. And <laughs> Well, n- no, I think it's, all, I think I, I'm trying to say the opposite, which is that like, Men are, or at least this man, is only really thinking about his needs and what he wants and how he's existing in the world and how it's furthering his own art and not that these other people could want anything from him because he's just like, I'm making my movie Mm -hmm. and like, won't that be fun? And I'm exploring this idea that I have because it's fucking trivia night. Um, (laughs) And and, like, it's that, that idea that I think is really fascinating to me and that like, his wife is just like, you big fucking dummy. Yeah. Like these women are going to destroy you. Yeah. And like, which not to say that like, you're playing, I think fire, it could be, it's basically. easy to translate that to be like, women are manipulative and yes. evil. And, and, and at first, hearing, which a is a narrative for a reason. Let's talk about let's that. Let's talk let's about, about power that. structures in society. Well, and, and that this is, this is ancient, ancient, ancient simplification of, of the femme fatale. The Gorgon, has, the harpy, the Gorgon, which was harpy was in the fucking movie, which, it, which just so clearly illustrates how long men have looked at women and, and, and Feared. And been like, oh my god, and have you know, like, yeah, not understanding what and women the choices there. do not have the physical um, bodies of men. So if you yeah. want to go back to like evolutionary psychology, yeah, you have to find other ways to gain power. 
Yeah. You right. know? Yeah. But also, I think something that ties directly to this movie is men throughout all the phases of history we're talking about, all the artistic references we're talking about, men control the narrative. Men control the narrative that we look back on. We're talking about the Greek. You know, some would, the Greek some of would it contest all. that. <laughs> at, not completely, but at large. Because well, that can, implies... You, at large that implies... See, this, this is... This the is constant victimhood. I'm bringing out the Camille Paglia. Because where she pushes back on this, she says that people say that, like, yes, men were the only ones writing the books, doing the art. Mostly. All of it. Yeah, pretty much. And that if any woman was doing it, it was a very masculine impulse that she was following. Right, that that, and but, but Camille, and, and then and then how Camille push pushes back against second wave feminism is that second wave feminism would say that, well, m- women weren't able to that whole time; they were being kept from it. Right. Camille is like they didn't want to. Were women? Women do not naturally seek. They're born and and like immediately being women in the world. You have an innate, more innate understanding of life, death. That it's all just it's all here, right? This this is the creating. It's not outside. You don't have to go look and for, so like she's like the same <laughs> Camille's classic quote. The same reason there is no um, female Mozart is the same reason there's no female Jack of the Ripper. Exactly my point. I mean, I think that's the the it, problem. Naturally, the, it doesn't you've come said naturally it like five different ways to want to go out and and make a great work of art. Sure, the problem that is just like the biggest crock of bullshit because. It's so absolutist. Like, and as soon as we get an abs, like we engage in that type of theory that's absolutist, it's like it's but you can't okay. say that. No, you can't say that that's a fact. Just like we can't, we don't know exactly what Brissot did and what those women were doing. We don't know what kept women from doing things okay, throughout well, history. Well, well this it is wasn't that they didn't want to do it. That's bullshit. All of them didn't want to do it. That's f- that's just so when, hold on generalizing because such, what you're uh, missing is how she backs up the, that argument. In like hundreds of pages of evidence, well, and of, I think that we looking, have access of looking to. to looking to the looking to Sappho, looking to you know Cleopatra, looking to all these these people. And how do we have those records? Like the rec- I mean, I just I think it's very it's a very complicated subject, and pre- presenting any absolutist theory about how it came to be is just it's fault. Like it's just not it. But it I also work. think to be a cultural She's critic, not- you have to be somewhat general of course that is the yes that is the job description yeah and that's my problem with a lot and of also that statement she, she's not saying that no woman ever wanted to go out and do a great painting or great piece of art and was kept from it the opposite that did happen of course it did that's very well documented she just says that it's people don't recognize enough that that the vast majority of women were very comfortable were like did not see that as something they wanted to do, and so most women, when any, whenever any woman would try for that, all women at the time were like, "What? Why the hell would no, you no, want to no, do no, that?" No, 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 you can't. Okay, that is very dangerous I don't theory to throw around because, first of all, the people who are create who created that society, and I'm sure she says it, the people who designed those societies were largely. If not all men, all men, yeah. That, so of course they created societies where, the, where women had the yeah. roles that they were supposed to keep, men had the roles they were supposed to keep. Whether either, whether the women benefited often from those roles and the men did too, that's a conversation. But to pretend like because the social construct prevented women from doing these things and convinced them for centuries that that's what 
a lot of them maybe felt like they wanted to be doing doesn't mean they actually wanted well, to be mm, doing that. This is what she says. We That is a male scale of success is creative excellence and all of that. Yeah. That's something that men usually are the ones that think that, that that's how you make a good man. Not women, especially for throughout history. What made you a woman, what defined you as a woman was procreation, was the mother, was, you know, was, was being the holder of the sacred fountain of life. Right. So it's much, and it's, it, that's something internal, whereas for men to, to go out and become, you know, it's, it's all extra. Well, and I think. And so that most that women naturally w- aren't drawn so to reductive. that. But of course, when, when mas- with masculine ideas so much in society, of course, women will want to follow that. Just like so many male artists follow a female impulse to, to try to look at themselves and go in and, and remove themselves and look at nature. But and those all things are only yeah. considered masculine and feminine because that's how it was constructed. At the core Ooh, of it, there's certain I things. I so disagree with that, especially because that is that is the post-structuralist argument. Um, and I just, I, I think that's, I, I, I don't think so. That we're all entrapped under this cage. We're people just like the people back then. Exactly. Like, and we make society. But you can't pretend society like. Society doesn't make us. Yeah, but the people who are making society and controlling society even to this day are a smaller number than those society actually reflects. Mm, when I say making society, I, th- I think about every single person having an equal. Yeah, but you can't pretend yes, like in our minds we're not being. Lawmaking, sl- but I'm not, not saying we're I mean. being absolutely controlled by that, but it's there. Hmm. That construct is there. It's not like it's a cage that we're all trapped in, and we can't. No, of course. I mean, we can hold two truths. We can hold two truths at the same time. Exactly. But I do think what That's is important true. about what Keith is saying it, is that the victimhood narrative, which I think is explored greatly in this film, is something that has been yeah, reinforced <laughs> to it to the detriment of women. Um, that these, you know, that like women have been kept argument. away from all of these things where, you know, yes, th- that is true for where, sure. But at the yes. same time, give them some agency that give them some chose. agency. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that like these things are much more deeply rooted than the, than like the industrial revolution. Like these go, this yeah. goes back, yes. goes back, you know, that's, millennia. And that's, and, and of course this is like, you know, in this current moment of who I am, I'm very interested in what this one person has to say. I'm still much in the phase of like really like hungrily fangirling for Camille Polly. Yes. For, for really taking in those ideas and rolling them around. Oh, but it is but do you that, roll them around? It's, Oh, I've, I've, have I talked to you? Seems like you, this? you copy and paste a lot. Um, oh, 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 well I take still, that's me taking out. I'm, I'm, pa- I'm pasting out the pieces that speak that feel the most true. to so me. So there's a lot you disagree with that. She says, some All of right. the final conclusions are a little tough. Global warming is tough. Still, well, yeah, that, that's, just, <laughs> that's just silly. But, but it's fun. It's, that one's fine because, like, she doesn't, she's not a professor. She's not a scientist. No, yeah. She doesn't claim to be. She's just like, so I don't trust. But, but when it comes to where her, her hard lines against a lot of, like, rape victims are troubling. I, and yet I see what she wish, how she wants it to be, but she is has that very masculine thing of being like, well, I'm going to react as if I'm in the world that I envision, you know? Mm. And I'm like, girl, I see where you're coming from, but there's also, you're missing. Cause we do have to engage in the world we actually live in. Yeah. Right. And I think that's yeah. very important. Like we can pretend that there's an ideal or like She's the ways we wish society worked, yeah. but there's ways that it just, it works. And we have to really look at those. We like, can't just her, pretend it doesn't exist. I do way. think her proposal for, of human history, human psychological history is so valuable. <laughs> There's so much in it that like 
you know, nothing's compelling. Be the perfect, and you should never think like whatever one person says is the way it is is just the only way 100%. it is. You know, there's pieces in there that I love, but you know, it's tough when she is so she's she lives in that world. She likes to live and act out and push against things as if you know that that's the way it is, and it gets it gets a little bit like woo, Camille. <laughs> and I think there's like, and that's the thing. Love is, her though. In, in reality, everything is so much more nuanced than absolutist theory, but yes. we can take value from the way certain people pose it, as long as we're not taking it as doctrine as we're taking it. And we're like, you know, it's very interesting and we can gain things from how this person lays it out and take what we want. We can disagree with and not write off everything because we disagree with one thing. Right. But we also don't have to take everything as, you know, religious, really spiritual belief. Really? It's, it's our human instinct to do just that. Because I think what to, to kids, that's what I'm talking about. Like I've had to, well, we need belief systems Wrestle. to survive. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which is coming back to her. Another point, one of hers that I feel like you would really... One of hers that is most... I don't disagree uh, with everything she says. Of course. That's most more agreeable of like why she thinks that learning about religion is really important. And that she really is a fr- like freaked out by the modern, like complete... Um, like the, the Western, like complete shoving away of any talk of religion. When she's like, these are the stories that looking at these stories we look at how humans and the rest of history try to make sense exactly. of the world like these these are some of our most important things like she's like i'm an atheist but we need to be learning about religion it's very valuable and at I its love core there's something i've always said about religion every religion if you get past like the manipulation and mutation of it through societal back to influence, the origin but if you get back to certain origins there's obviously like with you know theorists Doctrine. It's not doctrine, but there's issues, but there's also some core, so much core value there. Well, and of course, if you, you know, put the, yourself in their head, like, what, why, why would we, why did we want this story? Like, it's literally the most, you know, the, Joan Didion, right? We tell her so stories in order to live. Like, these are the biggest stories that all humans have, like, these are the ones, and you want to ignore yeah. them. Like, we should probably be looking at them. Well, and also to circle back on the movie, like, Please. that is, that's what, that's, we're still doing it. We're still trying to understand nature and the mystery of, you know, the Godhead. And the Godhead as the orgasm. The Godhead as, you know, female, female creation. Oh my God. Yeah. And, like, he even, he ends the movie being like, nope, that didn't work. I, don't, I, still, don't, I still don't get it. Yeah. And, and I won't. It, and we never will. And religion will right. never understand it either. Exactly. But it gives us, you know, faith and tools, and tools yeah. to discuss it and to... Um, believe in it because yeah. it's a beautiful and it should be a mystery. I don't think we ever need to understand sex and creation and all. Of, I mean, you know, we understand it from a biological perspective, but like the soul, right. we're oh never going to understand the soul. We're never going to no. understand the afterlife. You know, we're never going to really now understand. That, we're beings that have been cursed with an understanding of ourselves. Exactly. Blessed yeah. and cursed with that okay. we're beings who know that we are beings. You're oh, inside God. of me again. You're inside <laughs> of me again. <laughs> because there is this moment. Okay, it's from like, back in my nerdy youth when I was reading like Marvel comics. I, the Scarlet Witch gives Queen. these like robotic beings sense of self, and they all start they short circuit. They start killing themselves. And I think about that which all the time. Like just we ripped the, straight from Isaac Asimov. Right. But no, I mean, which we love. <laughs> I mean, Wanda Maximoff, Isaac Asimov. Let's get into that. Okay. But. Whoa. <laughs> Slayed me right there. It's right okay. there. Touching some things. But. Wow. And I just think about that. Because like, I think 
the one of the biggest problems with society and like you know we can't argue about it and it's slightly reductive but trump we are <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> you're wearing blue too so i was like yeah. i'm trying to paint you as the like liberal you know the blue check liberal anyways <laughs> the libtard that's me libtard. the snowflake but i just because i think we Love are too we ha- are like intelligence and understanding of the world science self is too much and i wish we had less of it 100 mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. i long for the bliss of the of the door of the uh you know church mouse yeah you know the field mouse yeah. that's literally just like beep doop 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 and then of course when when, it, when suffering comes well, they just kind of like we're getting real big but this ideas. is the other no but this Girl, is the other this is the other not. this is the other this is why i think society is kind of gone back on itself and been like, all right, we're getting a little too male coded and we're, we're, we're going out yeah, we're searching, we're finding, back, we're yeah. defining, we're finding things, you know, we're, we're, we're gaining knowledge and we need a counterbalance of like, actually let's just vibe and <laughs> yes, like hang yeah. out and like, really yeah, back let's in. make this not so hard on ourselves. But you I, know, I it's, oh, it's, we've already fucked what it up. What technology has it done to us? No, but I think technology, like, sh- is a it's, is a breeder of empathy too, it's yeah. And has it, yeah, it's created a huge cultural shift. Absolutely. I mean, like look at the, um, I don't know, just our daily lives. Like at least in our bubble of yeah. you know New York and everything, it's we're so much. I don't and know. We, like, I think even generationally, even looking at no, 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 no. I mean, like looking at someone who's like you know thirty five or forty and has a much different worldview than people our age who are not. We're not hustling. We're not like trying to, you know, work on our 401k and like, you know, it's a very different mentality. Like we're planning for the future in very different ways. Yeah. And I do think like, maybe I'm planning for right now, you know, I'm planning for right now. Exactly. (laughs) COVID. Take me there. Is this fucking thing on? But (laughs) globalization is, you know, it's taboo. I think there's a lot of problems with it because it stems from a lot of colonial and imperial values, but capitalist global. But in terms of, cultural globalization and like certain aspects of cross-cultural communication that we have now is really valuable mm-hmm. like yeah. a shared sense of, of some sort of it can be it has i'm not saying it's all good it but also has its you know oh it's it gets ugly well because everything everything's gets both. sanitized and everything gets so but everything gets sanitized but, because of Capitalism. Not right. to be those going on those, you know, I'm not. No, it's 100%. It's capitalism. It's late capitalism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's a, I mean, but it is, it is like capitalism, though. Yeah. I mean, not to say it like, has I, to do with it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I fucking, I, 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 I suck capitalism off every day. I love capitalism. Thank God. We but all do. at the same time, I do recognize. Everyone benefits. Yeah, that's, that's we the irritating part when people are like, well, it's not, it's, pretend it's as a if they're good, fully resisting. Oh, to give, to pay for goods and services. Yeah, that sounds great. But <laughs> to like, you know, sell my soul to yeah. become a fucking micro influence because influencer it's the only way or something. That I can fucking yeah, exactly. Live and feed myself. Yeah. And the I mean, maxim like, you know, the, the maximization Maximov? I thought you were going back to <laughs> of profits overall else. You know, there's Yeah, exactly. We're obviously all of us the three of us understand that capitalism has so much bad and has contributed so much of society's problems, but we can't pretend like they're it's not a nuanced thing like everything yeah. is. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's what, yeah, I mean, we just want, a culture war. I just wanted to say, we, <laughs> sure. the whole time we were watching He's that the, movie. He represents 
fluidity and, and complexity. Yeah. That's the whole thing. So even back then, the Greeks were like, yeah, we need to start having like bacchanals again, girl. You know, just we need to start running after fucking, young men in the woods and fucking, fucking them pigs, and murdering them, stabbing them. Mm-hmm. I don't know about all. You know, they were they were boys ass. before. Huh? They would do that with boys, like the like it was like a whole female centric. Like they would hunt young boys in the in like you know, early like mother cult energy. In like mother cult energy, yeah, exactly. Camille loves talking about mother cult. I love mother cult. Where men, where she sees like so many male artists throughout for the rest of history after that, like processing mother thing, cult, which is that like in mother cult men to be holier, to be closer, to be closer to what what they want to be the the ultimate mother. Because of course it's easy to make a mother cult because you're like, oh my god. You guys create us. We mm-hmm. must worship you. Yeah. Name of that, that they, mother that they cult. They would castrate themselves, <laughs> or in other ways, mutilate. Always self mutilation to, right. to 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 and show you, like I am your to honor. That the... even exists now. Of like, you know, to be a lot of men, I think, see feminism or their feminism to be this reverence and like women are better than us you know women like putting women on this pedestal is like you know that's very fickle too like it's not as simple as like pretend and and you get to the core of some a lot of those guys who talk like that and you're like yeah because you really just want it to be the way it was you're just yeah and it's an easy way to think your way you're getting out of it mm-hmm. to be like instead of putting someone beneath me i'm gonna put them above me yeah yes, of course. like yeah you're um, you're omitting lo- yourself of yeah. the guilt we love especially shame. men love uh, a be all and i'm guilty solution. of it of course mm-hmm. well, i think all of Call the three of it. us are guilty of it and maybe in their own ways we, i think we've pedestal yeah. do i mean yeah. camille she was watching us because th- for your birthday, I got you a poster. She's watching us watch that movie. <laughs> I know. I was looking at her. I kept looking, I kept at, looking at her, at her yeah. Time. And isn't it amazing that it's, she's like the Mona Lisa. You can always see something in those eyes. Yeah. In that if picture. I hadn't gotten you that, I may have like ripped it and burned, like done like a Sinead O'Connor in the middle of the movie, like stood in front <laughs> of the projector, enemy. Brought, blocked it and just torn it up in front of your face. I was like, not my, not my savior, honey. Your savior, Which, not let's mine. Let's talk about easy <laughs> solutions, and you know, Sinead O'Connor, you know, fight the real enemy and just say it's the Catholic Church. Like, baby, it's not that simple. They're one of them, though. They're not a friend. I mean, at the time, they play into stuff, but it's like, but of course, like, you can fo- never you fall, you falter. I don't want to blame Sinead O'Connor this for thing. Is the one evil? That's it. Like, that's never. I don't. But I don't think she, she was saying that. that. Yeah, exactly. she was just saying this is a evil, and everyone was like, she said fight the real enemy and oh, it's an evil that, that she says she fight the real that. enemy tears the picture but an enemy that people weren't considering an enemy at that time it's true, true. she was ahead of her that's time. very true she now, was ahead of her time that poor poor woman sure. exactly yeah son killed her killed himself irish woman um, so let's irish the church. that's gonna be loaded yeah Yikes. yeah let's get back to this movie though yeah what was it well, like a moment back to uh, what something that i wanted to say yeah. which is when of course what Leads from that dinner when his w- the two girls are, are p- like pushing it further and further. She's touching herself while the wait staff is coming through. The other girl, Ju- Julie, joins them up. They start touching each other. They scoot closer together. They're literally on the verge of orgasm. He's like, no, resist it, resist it. Yeah. And then, of course, the, and the, like you know, more and more and more. And it's just like, whoa, it's a different film suddenly. Well, and, and then and he's like, yeah. and then they go to the hotel and it's even more and then it's much more it fantastical. felt like an hour it felt like an hour mm-hmm. and you know they're they're naked in perfect side lighting and on the bed and then yes. of course it's very renaissance yes mm-hmm. and we watch him watch them and i think really and the doorway the doorway oh my god the doorway well, and the french and, architecture and then of course then we see yeah. then he's filming them and that 
we really see him like and and the, my only my note for what what I would have changed about his this actor's performance that Thank I don't you. think Briso would have been able to do because he's still trying to reckon and, and protect himself a little bit is I wanted to see a little what you you get it but like I wanted throughout a little more horniness yes yeah yeah he was a yes. little too removed I wanted and I think that which does reflect what Briso wanted to imagine he was doing yep. yeah which does get called in by the end. But in, right. I think it would have been more effective and more clearly, sh- like, showing the critique in those those scenes. If you see, it. you get a. I think the first sense of that I got was in that scene, the two women on the bed, and he's arcing around them with his camera. That you know, that really feels. That's like, oh wow, yeah, because um, he's like really like relishing it. But well, I wish it was a little more obvious. I think I think a little more pervy. What is yes, exactly. What is that that's the the scene that you're mentioning though is the pervious scene because you know it's the first time it's it's well it it might be the only time too that he's directing them i think it's the only time that he's directing them what to do and then he goes into the then they go to the hotel room and then they you know finger each other on the sofa and then they get up and he's like all right come over here with me and he opens the door to the hallway and he's like i'm gonna stand guard make her come again right in the door right in the doorway and it's a beautifully shot lit and lit scene Um, but it, it, that is, that's really like a, a, an ownership on some level from the director of saying like, this is, uh, I, I did this. Like I, you know, I made that's, these it girls goes it goes finger there. each other and almost get caught by like hotel staff or, you and know, whatever it is. Do, exactly. Put them in some, like brought us to a situation in which we were all somewhat in a little bit of peril. Yeah, Possibly. or at least they like could've, they could have gone wrong in some way. Yeah. But it is France. I don't know. A maid would see them and be like, oh. They see it every day. In France, they're fucking, they're fornicating on the goddamn and, like, streets. And, and of course, the, those the, filthy fucking. Of course, what happens to the, the waitress who watches that all happen then becomes yeah. one of the, the main mm. actors in it who, who, who yeah. pushes it, who's trying to push it even further. And there's yeah. a lot of like, other than the, you know, what we were talking about with the su- surreal and fantastical presence and at play yeah you were cracking during the movie a lot i almost had to slap you sorry (laughs) but anyway um and i think think another another aspect that we haven't really touched on is there's another whether it's connected to the angels and this almighty power pulling the strings there's like they all like charlotte knew the waitress who's involved and Mm -hmm. like you know there's all these connections between as if there's also this kind of more uh Conspiracy. Well, more narrative, like non-surreal, but like actual, like real life presence of conspiracy. Well, and there was that that weird faggy guy who was like, "Yeah, we. This is like my. This is like my sister." But like, like, we'll get you. We 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 con rich men all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That part is. But then it's also like, like, girl, you did this to yourself. Like you, you're you're getting in bed with some both of those. I'm like. But that's what I'm Whoa. saying. It's like it's like a you can we can hold two truths at the same time. Like we can say theoretically, I don't know what happened in real life, but in this movie, these w- one woman was just unstable as hell, and like who knows what her deal was. And then the and other of course, woman then wanted revenge, and they wanted revenge. And this man, and like and it was the man too. At least it's implied it's the man who may or may not have pulled the trigger to be like, no, we're gonna get him arrested and blah blah blah. Yeah, you don't know. You don't yeah. even you don't you don't yeah. know. Um it's not really clear. Right. Um 
Yeah, I don't know. I just think that there's it's 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 okay to say that women can be bad too. Yeah. Women can be manipulative <laughs> yeah. and take advantage of people too. That's not yeah. that but shouldn't it, be a controversial statement. That, but in these situ- in this situation, it makes complete sense why. But I someone exactly would. I think someone oftentimes yeah. the narr- I'm and I know neither of you are doing this and but oftentimes the narrative becomes that's an excuse. Yes, that to like, discount to to also accept the male misbehavior it's like well m- women misbehave so men doing oh, it yeah. in their really really harmful ways is it a lot of people use that as like well we're already equal we're, we're both mis- we're all misbehaving and it's like and you know, i would say no because no it's, no especially the because dichotomy can exist how that bad behavior gets taken is obviously completely different right um, and the power and structures that it, exist and it is, that's why we why it feels why we want to why gay men especially really want, really love and relish flawed female mm-hmm. characters. Like, that, that is, like, you know, best. why Why are gay men so obsessed with actresses? Again, let's talk right? about the mother. And yeah. The, the you housewives. Know, let's talk about the mother. Well, there you go. And housewives, yeah. Housewives. That and the housewives. I mean, you know, it all, it's... That there's a reverence for, like, all the whole, the whole um, tapestry of, of femininity. Yeah. You know, the good impulses I think and the straight bad. men... And this is a generalization, but I feel like straight men more often than not Suck. want to want to either demonize or or mythologize um, mythologize Madonna whore. Madonna whore. It's Madonna whore. Where gay men are capable because we don't want to have sex with them are capable of Oops. a more objective as objective as you can be. And we don't want you, babies from them. We, yeah, we don't, and we, we're, want we just want to be them, like you're fucking like, fierce. You're fucking fierce. Yeah, and you're that diva. <laughs> yeah, you're that, course, diva. You're, you're that doll. You, you represent something that, that they're so foreign to us that, that, that we also owe our lives to. Oh my god. And, yeah. You know. Well, and, yeah. We've, e- mysteries under themselves. But I think. The other side of that is it results in a different oh, type of dehumanization and misogyny a lot of the time. Yes, it can, of course. Like it comes, you know, the ma- the straight male misogyny is one <laughs> coin, but I think okay, but the gay male misogyny is another very real and I coin, I agree like with that, that completely. Yeah. But what I will say is that it's different. It's these are I don't think men and women can ever be equal because. Women create life. In the room. And I don't think this is you know that that's Camille's thesis. Camille says I know. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. Let Ben get his thesis thesis out. Um is that uh because you know, like I don't I I don't I guess I don't really have a thesis because now I'm 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 thrown, but um that uh respect, there's a baseline of just like awe. Even subconsciously, there's a baseline of awe. Which can turn easily to fear. It, to fear, exactly, and to and to and to into yes. hatred, into a feeling you of like point, you're not, you we're not on the same level, you and know. You, and every man will be will can point to any woman and say like, "You're the reason we're all alive." Like mm-hmm. that, the, what that does to your head. Camille says, "We must." She's like, "Sex war will always happen." All these uh, modern societies, Western societies, attempt to try and squash it is futile. She says, as long until we are creating all human race by technology in labs. And then she's like, then that will be a society where we can we can just get away from these things. But until that point, these problems will always be there. Hmm. You know, which is most people like we want to run away. We want to say no, that we if we change society enough, if we change what we learn, if we re-educate all men, none of these problems will exist. Well, that's what we were saying before is we have to. Which is so related to this movie, right? Almost, that's his almost his. But we have to, 
work in the parameters in which we exist. We can't yeah. utopianize, utopianize, whatever the fuck <laughs> you want to no. make that word. Utopianize works. Which is, which is what a lot of, especially like <laughs> modern academia, you know, and modern liberalism it, it seems to be want, trying to do. And there's value in discussing it, but we yeah. can't pretend like it's divorced from the reality we and from things that we can't control which of course yeah. we don't like to imagine that well and we i think control of anything. That, it just when you say that i'm like does he see his indiscretion as something he couldn't control does Brissot is in in the act of making this film does he see what happened as him we know he kind of sees sees it as his naivete but does he also see it as him being victim to something else, these larger powers that it, in the movie it seems to be a part of it? I'm not saying he's saying that's the only thing, but right. he's taking it into play. I would I would Which quote the, the film itself where he says, because um, she's his wife is like, oh, isn't this dangerous? Or like, you know, do you, are you sure you want to do this? And he's like, well, it's my project. It's the only thing I have going on right now. So, duh. I'm obviously going to do that. Yeah. No, you know? No, being like, there's no second guessing. There's no... so male. And even... And then, and then she's like, you're an idiot. This is going to bite you after they have sex. And he's, she's like, this is going to bite you She's like, ass. so you just... So, you don't think there's an issue when you just had these very intense sexual things today and then came home and fucked me like you haven't literally ever. <laughs> and you don't think that there's more going on here that you might not have control over? And she's like, and he's like oh, you silly bitch. That is no, of, don't worry. One of my favorite things about the movie, and I said it kind of before, is just like every woman in it calls him an idiot, basically. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. so great. Yeah. It is so the... That's why men need women. And women yeah. need men. That's why we need to listen to each other. That's why we need to listen to each other. Ears and open. Respect each other. We can talk shit all we want, but we have to just hear each other. But of course... Another interesting element of the film is that w- with these powers, you feel like I feel corny now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was corny, but it was sweet. It was, and it was it, true. It's true. Thank you. But like, you know, <laughs> that after the fact that he that he that to make sense of it is like, well, this had to, that this he didn't listen to them. It, this ex- these extreme things and consequences had to come come to him for him to be able to see it. And at the end of the day, the women were right. And it was well, and the and the the dark angels, the dark angels were right. The grandmother was right. Everyone was right. Everyone was like, the yeah, dark this angels is- that even the, the all powerful were also also victim to their own feelings. Which that detail, adding that detail at the end and or throughout, is is kind of genius to me. That yeah. like there is nothing that escapes that that yeah. is the pure magical ideal that, that, that that's impossible right. that like that humanity touches everything that even even well, his I idea think that almost like was him deconstructing his the whole rest of his career where he has so many perfect angelic women yes some a lot of the films dealt with how that's will never come true but I, I think he really like is talking to the rest of his career in that final moment when the angel is like she's like why why did you just save him just then when he gets the shit beat out of him he's about to he's like one blow from being killed and she's just like you know, she's like, well, I don't know. And she's like, what, what did you fall in love with him or something? And she's like, maybe so. And then they disappear. Uh, but then of course well, the other angel and touches they her touch and each like, other. Yeah. Sorry, girl. Or is it like a lesbian thing too? <laughs> I kind of read it as lesbian, I, but yeah, I was going to, the one thing that, lesbian. that came to me when you said that, like that these, that these all powerful deities or angels or, you know, whatever they are, um, have their own emotions yeah. is that the universe can only be defined through relationships. Mm. You know what I mean? To like the atomic, 
Yeah. Nothing is in a vacuum. Yeah. Even the, the vacuum great, of space is not a vacuum. The poet Ariana Ryan once said, that it, from a voice that spoke to her from the sun. Exactly. The temple, exactly. Analogy is the structuring principle of the universe. Exactly. That's what I mean. Wow. Nothing exists on its own. Yeah. Isn't that... Yeah. Everything is defined in the opposition, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of humanity. Mm-hmm. 100%. And the, that's no, the, in the universe. And meaning like everything, and everything, everything yeah. is analogy. structured by analogy. And and relationship. Mm-hmm. By know. something's relationship to something yeah. else. Yeah. I mean, look at chemical yeah. reactions. Yeah. You know, if you want to get exactly, to like the atomic exactly. I think and that's the kind of what things touching and colliding. And yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like, that's how wow. we're here today. There is no wow. singular. Yeah. There's no singular. Even within an atom, there's things that are against each other. Wow. And then within those. Which is why part, I think. Within com- a proton, you have quarks that are all opposed and we don't know what's. Yeah. It's why I think Camille's cultural criticism is so compelling because it's so deeply dynamic. Yes. Not to make this like a Camille Stan episode, but I'm just saying that like I think that, especially in this film too, this film is like drenched. oh my god, there was some the fucking French, this is stupid. She, she's so obsessed with the French. She's like the French fucking get me and they get it. Yeah, I mean like, I don't. Her, her I don't kings, always love the her French. Kings but. are Sartre, are Nietzsche, Sartre, Baudelaire, mm-hmm. Simone de Beauvoir. Love Simone. I love Simone. Um, you know and um. Marquis de Sade. Yeah. You know, she's like the French. For so long, the French have uh, been too. Well, there was some stupid fucking review when we were like about to press play. Yeah. That was like um, beautifully shot, but empty. I was like, how could you Isn't watch that, that and say, oh, it's not saying anything to me. That's so that didn't telling. say anything. I love when people tell themselves like, oh that. my God. Yeah. It didn't say anything. It's like, oh, you're scared. You're scared. Why would you baby. publish that? How embarrassing for you. What the, that yeah. math, that's male delusion and confidence. Yeah. Oh, exactly. exactly. It's also just, it's selective watching. And I just think yes. that's so like, you know, I'll take my problems with anything, but I try so hard to avoid that type of mentality. Like I'll say there's movies that I, you know, don't agree should have been made or whatever. I don't like the way it was made, but especially a movie like this, it to, to take this specific movie and say, it's because it's instantly like the inception of the idea of him wanting to engage with this. There's already so much depth there. Agree with how he executes it or not. There's so much depth in in him attempting it. Yeah, which in this honestly, specific example, before pressing play, I was still worried that there was a piece that it would basically be a it was all their fault. Yeah, um, but there's nuance. There's certainly there's is. a lot to talk about, and I think you know we could keep going forever and ever. And there's one thing, there's one like small specific thing I just want to touch on that we didn't really, I just like the presence of the grandmother as like Mm -hmm. kind of a bard or something of Mm. a part of this higher power that's controlling things. Why is the grandmother, she's at the helm. She tells the the angel. Yes. She tells the angel at the start, don't go too hard on him. You know, she's like, it has to be done. It has, but. To, it be has done, to be done, but, but yeah, don't. yeah. And then by and then by the end, the, the girl spares his life. Yeah, the, the angel spares his life. She's like, well, we don't have to kill him, I guess. We we love our grandmas because yeah. I mean, they're the double mother in a way. If we're getting into mm-hmm. that conversation again, but yeah, I mean. I think we can leave it there. I, I mean, think this was delicious. Yeah, we could go. Was it? I just want to hear from you. Yeah, your expectations versus how because you were very nervous to even watch this movie. Yeah, 
and even as we were watching it and finishing it, I was like, maybe we need to call it off. I was like, damn, maybe we need to call it off. I was like, damn, we've got this is such an important episode bringing Ben into the fold, which we've been wanting to do since before we started recording. Literally, Aww. you know, you are a, you know, the way is it Cl- Chloe Cherry? Chloe Cherry is the patron saint of this episode. You are a patron saint of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a matron saint of this podcast. Thank you. Oh, I love that. Matron. And NB. And NB. Yeah, thank you. I was going to say, it was like, how do a we N- How do we NBify it? <laughs> but so I was like, but and then thinking about it and trying to like, as we were talking about it, I, you know, there, you know, there's so many, I just, I'm always thinking when I'm, engaging especially with a film or talking about something you know publicly i'm always like thinking about thousands and thousands of viewers viewers. after this episode hey i hope so and i just am always film that no one's heard of it's so hard to not think of all the different arguments against even engaging with it like all the voices in my head Mm -hmm. all the different lenses of looking at things and being like well, maybe we shouldn't even engage with it because I'm just running through all the narratives of why we, sh- you know, the three of us specifically shouldn't be engaging with it. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, in- engaging with a movie like that shouldn't, you know, people would be like, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't even watch it. You shouldn't watch any of these things. But fear. I think it's so much fear. It's fear. And, you know, there's valid. Out of sudden, oh, there's I might watch it and, and, and actually respect right. something that people have told me is, is morally bad and, and oh God. or have questions. Right. And there's, I think vol- that's the even bigger fear, you know? Right. Whoa. Yeah, totally. It's like, yeah. And yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of validity in different ways of looking at things, but to sit, it's been made. It exists. Correct. It's something that you sound like a lot of people right don't You're watch. shocking me almost, but I'm just showing you that we think similarly, like we like to, you know, we play it up and we do disagree about a lot of things very deeply. Camille, the, the unwelcome, other matron saint of this fucking episode. <laughs> God, and this kill podcast. me now. And this she's podcast. She's in episode one. And this podcast. She's she's in every episode. But I think to not. God damn it. It's what, I, it's what I'm It's been made. Right we now. are all thoughtful individuals. Why the fuck should we not be talking about and it? And I think. And yeah. I wish more people had that. And that's all I have to say. Had that instinct that that was okay. Because then we could actually start looking and processing things. Cinema. Cinema. Cinema.